So what are some of the herbs used uh, for the temascal and the suela ceremony? Again, they can be very um, different depending on what culture uh, is holding the ceremony. So some of the things that can be used are setter. Setter can be used because it has purifying and protective qualities and is believed to clear negative energy and create a sacred atmosphere. Another thing too that can be utilized is sage. Sage is commonly used uh, for smudging and to purify the space um, and participants. In some sweat lodges, uh, sage may be used to create a cleansing atmosphere. They might sage you before you go into the space or it might be added to the water. So be aware of that. Uh, sweet grass can also be utilized and is considered a sacred herb in many uh, native cultures, including Native American traditions. Uh, it is said to bring a positive energy and evoke uh, blessings. So that could be utilized. Another thing too that could be utilized is Morkworth. So Morkworth is believed to enhance dreams and visions. It's sometimes used to promote introspection and inner exploration during a ceremony. So that might be on there. Um, not all ceremonies use that in the water, but some of them do. Another thing too that they might have is Osha root, I believe it's spelled O-S-H-A root, and it is used for healing purposes and it provides protection during the ceremony as remember that there's going to be spirits uh, depending on the culture, on the belief sets, and you want to make sure that you always have protection and that you are always uh, in a sacred space, which is very important. And... Um, it might also use uh, rosemary. Rosemary is associated with purification and sometimes used to cleanse the ceremonial space as well. Um, they could use lavender, which is, has very calming properties and very soothing properties and might be used to create a relaxed and peaceful atmosphere. But if you have low blood pressure, it can lower your blood blood pressure. So you gotta make sure that you know exactly uh, your medical conditions so that you don't run into any issues. And then um, another thing too that it, they could have is something called Tansy, T-A-N-S-Y. Um, and it's a purifying and protective um, herb that is believed to ward off negative, negative influences and energies. Um, they can also use yerba santa. And yerba santa, uh, which is spelled uh, Y-E-R-B-A santa, S-A-N-T-A, uh, which is translated into um, santa is uh, like a like a holy and then yerba is herb. So holy herb um, is used to purify um, many uh, things and it has purification qualify, uh, qualities and is believed to clear congestion in, in both physical and spiritual. So you use it for congestion in the chest uh, and then the respiratory tract and then also in your spiritual life for the yerba santa. Another thing too that sometimes is utilized is actually tobacco, believe it or not. So tobacco, again, is very sacred uh, for indigenous cultures and is used in prayers and offerings to com communicate with the spiritual world. So in some cultures, uh, sweat lodges or temascales, it might be utilized, especially because tobacco was found a lot in the Americas. Um, 
So you have to keep that in mind. So when you go to one of those ceremonies, make sure that you ask the questions as to what could be on there, especially if you have any allergy to setters, say sweetgrass, tobacco, mutworth, osha root, rosemary, lavender, yerba santa, or tansy, or they might even use something else that is not listed. So make sure that you ask the right questions. That way you know exactly what to expect and um, you're not caught by surprise. Another thing too, um, when it comes to respect, remember that you res need to respect not only the shaman and the ceremony, but also the helpers, right? So there could be several helpers. In my ceremony, there was only two people that were helping, the translator uh, and the fire tender, which he had a Native American, um, not Native American, but a Native um, name in the Mexico culture that it was given to him. And... Um, it was very nice, but I forgot what it was. But um, the thing is that they're doing, they're there to do a job. The translator is there to experience with you, but translate what they need to translate so that the shaman can concentrate in what he's doing, which is holding the space and holding the ceremony. Um, and she's chanting and he's singing, okay? Or his prayers or his... Um, conduction of the meditation whatever it is that he's doing so be very mindful and respectful of those those who are around you the the ceremony as well as the people who are helpers so some of the people who are helpers like i said it could be a translator it could be a fire tender the fire tender they're responsible for heating the stones okay and they're responsible for moving the stones into the temazcal Okay, ensuring that everything is safe, well-maintained, and everything is perfect for the ceremony. The hot stones are extremely hot, so you do not want to be moving around. You do not want to be disturbing the area. You want to go ahead and stay clear uh, and not be in the way when they're walking around with the big stones that are hot, okay? Another thing is there could be someone who's pouring the water. There could be an assistant. Um, in Spanish, it is called aquador okay in some traditions um, the water pourer is a person whose sole job is just to pour water in the stones and the temazcal uh, or the uh, sweat lodge uh, to create the steam that regulates the temperature and humidity within the structure so again this could be the shaman that's doing it or they could have a separate person that is taking care of the water water pouring uh, called the aquador or um, another person that could be involved could be the doorkeeper that could be a person who is responsible just to keep the door um, and assist people to get in and get out of the temazcal or the sweat lodge make sure that you um, remember to be respectful of them and also utilize them in case you need assistance because they're there not only to ensure that the ceremony stays sacred and undisturbed, they're also uh, there to help you in case you need assistance to get out. So make sure that you also uh, know who that person is if there is more than one staff or more than four staff or whatever it is that going, uh, is going on with that um, ceremony. Again, um, there could be assistants that are also healing um, healers who are themselves assisting the healer or assisting the shaman who's uh, holding the space and the ceremony. 
um, in some traditions, they might have assistant healers that work alongside the shaman or the temascarelo. Um, again, that is pronounced temascalero, and it's spelled T-E-M-A-Z-C-A-L-E-R-O, which is a, a word for the shaman that is part of the temascal. Um, so you want to make sure that you provide respect to them because they're also there to heal with their techniques and rituals uh, to help in the ceremony. So make sure that you respect them as well. There might also be, um, like I said, musicians that might be involved because a lot of the ceremonies with temescals and with um, the sweat lodges have um, uh, music involved. There could be drums, there could be other type of uh, indigenous um, instruments that are being utilized. Um, as part of the ceremony. So you wanna go ahead and be respectful of the musicians because they're there to represent and provide traditional music, songs, or chants to enhance your experience. And you are not there alone. You're not there by yourself. You're also with other participants who also want to experience and have a wonderful time. And they have to have wonderful intentions and energy and, and be part of the prayers, be part of the ceremony, be part of the chanting, be part of the uh, contributing uh, collective experience by being you know, quiet and meditating and, and working on their breathing um, and then just holding that beautiful space within the environment of the Temascal or the sweat lodge. So be, make, uh, you know, be mindful and be very respectful to all of those different components because it's important, you know. And then again, after you participate in one of these wonderful ceremonies, hydrate, rest, nourish, okay? Eat something that is very nourishing nourishing for your body. The The place I went to had um, a waka, um, guacamole, okay? Made out of um, beautiful, uh, sacred uh, <laughs> guacamoles, um, avocados, I guess you can call them. Um, and I don't eat avocado and I don't eat guacamole, but out of respect, I had some because even though I don't like it and even though it's not what I would ever eat and I would never touch it in, in normal circumstances, I understood it was part of the ceremony. I understood it was part of the healing food and I understood that um, they had taken the time to prepare this for me uh, and, and William uh, for us to eat. So we went ahead and ate it of course william likes it so he ate a lot of it i partook in at least five chips of guacamole uh, which is more than two why because it's respectful uh, one would have not been enough two would have been not enough three would have been decent and five was respectful in my mind that i said i had some i tried it i liked it I will never try it again unless I'm here. <laughs> um, but um, I wanted to be part of the full ceremony by partaking in this good food that was prepared for me with healing hands and healing intentions and putting it in my body. So uh, make sure that, you know, if your temescal or, or um, sweat like experience has food for you that you partake in that experience unless you're allergic you know had it been uh, something i was allergic to then obviously you don't eat it um or that you have something to stabilize your blood sugar levels and provide the essential nutrients that you need after you get out of the ceremony very very important again take time to reflect um self-reflection is super important 
during the Temescal ceremony and after. So you're going to have a wonderful experience. You're going to have a beautiful insights. You might have um, intentions for the future. You might need to do some journaling, which is helpful. You know, you might want to, you know, have a little piece of paper and pen for you to record your experience and your thoughts, uh, which is, you know, or, or meditation, um, things that you might have heard or seen or, um, or experience during your time there make sure that you meditate and you ground afterwards or during the meditation um, while you're inside the actual ceremony uh, because you want to make sure that you're grounded you want to make sure you're meditated you want to make sure you have that inner um, self peace and, and process the experience again have self-care after um, you go into one of those ceremonies self-care are just very simple things like taking a warm bath, practicing more breathing, um, breathing techniques and exercises, doing a little bit of stretching, a little bit of yoga, getting a little massage, taking a little nap, um, going for a little swim, you know, those type of things. Again, also give thanks and gratitude for the people who helped um, have the experience, um, the ceremony leader, the shaman, the helpers, the assistants, um, any any insights or healings you received from spirit, uh, give thanks to the angels, give thanks to the source, give thanks to um, the deities, give thanks to whatever it is that you felt was there, the spirits um, that was there to help you heal. Um, many indigenous cultures emphasize the importance of gratitude at many other ceremonies. And, and I also emphasize that because it is very nice and very good for you to have that connection and that gratitude and thanksgiving for the spirits and for even yourself as a higher being uh, for being there. So give thanks to yourself as well for, for letting yourself experience that in your human form. Again, to also uh, make sure that you stay connected to other participants if you wish. You don't have to, but it's also helpful um, because you might have um, people you can talk to about the experience, you know, uh, which is nice in journaling and things like that. And then also share your thoughts and experiences with others. That's, you know, what I'm doing. That's what Mara is doing. And again, if you have experienced a Temescal or a sweat lodge, Please contact me. Go to my website at jatsonlive.com and contact me. Uh, let me know that you want to be on my show to share your experience or or just send me an, an email. You know, just email me and tell me about your experience. Whatever it is that you want to do because it is mindful uh, and it's meaningful for you to form those bonds and process the experience. And for that, you need to talk about it. You need to share it. 